Kaila, Sakuram Jaina, Kasmai Si Guru Maham, Sri Chaitanya Manovishan, Sapitam Jaina Bhutale, Sayam Rupagadamayam, Tadati Swapadantikam, Mandeham Sri Guru, Sri Juta Parakamalam, Sri Guru Vaishnavamstra, Sri Rupam Sagrajatam, Sahagana Lagalatam Nitantam Sajivam, Sarvaitam Sabadutam Padijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Sri Radha Krishna Padam, Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Ritamstra, E Krishna Karana Sanda, Lina Dando Jagapate, Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate, Sarta Kanta Nagorangi Radhe Vrindaveshwari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hori Priye, Banchakapa Chubhyasya Kripa Sindhu Bhivacha, Patitanam Pabhavibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Ramona Maham, Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sivasani Gaura Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Canto 3, The Status Quo, Chapter 14, Pregnancy of Deity in the Evening, Text Number 22. Please repeat. Atapikamam etamte, Atapikamam etamte, Prajatyai karavanyam, Prajatyai karavanyam, Tamam nati rochanti, Tamam nati rochanti, Muhurtam pratipalaya, Muhurtam pratipalaya, Tapi kama vetum te, Tapi kama vetum te, Ratayai kodavanyam, Ratayai kodavanyam, Tamam nati rochanti, Tapi kama etam te, 
Rajatyai Karavanyalam, Rajatyai Karavanyalam, Yatamam Nati Rochanti, Yatamam Nati Rochanti, Muhurtam Pratipalaya, Muhurtam Pratipalaya, Atapi Kamam Etam Te, Atapi Kamam Etam Te, Rajatyai Karavanyalam, Kashata speaking to his wife Diti. Even though it is not possible to repay you, I shall satisfy your sex desire immediately for the sake of begetting children. But you must wait for only a few seconds so that others may not reproach me. Please repeat, even though it is not possible, even though it is not possible to repay you, to repay you. I shall satisfy your sex desire immediately. I shall satisfy your sex desire immediately. For the sake of begetting children. For the sake of begetting children. But you must wait. But you must wait for only a few seconds. But you must wait for only a few seconds. So that others may not reproach me. So that others may not reproach me. Purport. The henpecked husband may not be able to repay his wife for all the benefits that he derives from her. But, as for begetting children by fulfilling sexual desire, it is not at all difficult for any husband, unless he is thoroughly impotent. This is a very easy task for a husband under normal conditions. In spite of Kasyapa's being very eager, he requested her to wait for a few seconds so that others might not reproach him. He explains his position as follows. And we're going to hear about the inauspicious time. So he wanted to wait for the inauspicious time to pass. Muhurtam. Actually, Muhurta is uh, 24 minutes. So <clears throat> just wait. Give me a second. Hold on, give me a second here. <laughs> 24 minutes. <laughs> and let the inauspicious time pass. That's what he's saying, what he wants to do. But uh, DT ain't having none of it. And so things go forward at an inauspicious moment. So that's what's being relayed here. And this whole section 
we could say is classic Srimad Bhagavatam, talking about the glories, not, of household life, and the uh, difficulties and uh, principles therein, which devote, which sometimes, at least particularly in days gone by in our movement, was the favorite topic for devotees to preach to non-devotees. Because devotees were not very secure or fixed up in their own Krishna consciousness. Therefore, they would like to rant and rave on this most quintessential of topics. So it is not my intention to rant and rave like this. Instead, I will let Shukadeva Goswami, uh, relating the instructions of Lord Rishabhadeva, do the ranting and raving for me. Therefore, I cannot take the credit uh, for any, any ranting and raving that's going to be had here. I will just simply turn it over to Srimad Bhagavatam to sock it to you, to bring the points home. But this, our philosophy, it's important to understand the philosophy. And we should not avoid understanding the philosophy or tread too lightly on matters that we may be considered to be somewhat delicate. Uh, because Kaviraj Goswami clearly states in Chaitanya Charitamrita that one should not neglect discussions of the philosophy of Krishna consciousness on important points, shying away from them, considering them to be controversial. Why? Because understanding this very uh, deep, important, and sometimes pointed philosophy, by uh, these discussions, they strengthen the mind. They help shore up one's conviction. So, for those of you who missed the good old days, I'm going to refer now to the fifth canto, chapter 5 of the Bhagavatam. And also it may be worth noting here that this type of discussion um, you basically will not find anywhere else um, outside of the Vedic literature, but especially in Srimad Bhagavatam. And even Shankaracharya himself, Lord Shiva, said that um, one should very seriously note this subject matter of sex attraction and um, be very careful. So that is also his teaching and he is the leader of the Mayavadi sannyasis. He took sannyas when he was eight. Actually there was one queen, Shankaracharya traveled all over India preaching his Mayavadi philosophy, which is actually a type of atheism Prachanam Baudamuchate. And that, that verse explains. Prachanam Baudamuchate. That it's like a type of atheism. Bauda refers to Buddhism or atheism. It's an atheist, atheistic philosophy uh, that he preached in order to mislead the population and uh, encourage an increase in the population because of sense gratification. That was, he actually had a purpose. It was like, you know, on the old mission impossible. Your mission should you decide to accept. So his mission, which he decided to accept, was to spread this nonsense teaching, this Mayavadim Ashachchastram, Mayavad philosophy, which is Asachastra, based on this uh, temporary, untrue scripture. Asa means 
temporary or not true. Sat means true or eternal. And asat means not true or temporary. So, maya vadam achachchastram prachtanam baudam uchate. So, that's a Puranic verse explaining that this baudam uchate, this mayavadi philosophy that he spread, which is achachchastra, which means fake scriptures, bogus scriptures. What is that bogus scripture? Who knows? Sharira Kabasha. That is the commentary on Vedanta Sutra by Shankaracharya. It's not true. It's fake. It's misleading. It's false. And, but so many people accept this interpretation. The Mayavadis and the personalists from the East, and in the West you have the uh, New Age Buddhists and scientists and philosophers who are all enamored by this one same fake philosophy that we are all God. So to, to say that we are God means to minimize God. God is not God. No, no. Oh, no. God is not God. We are God. So that is fake philosophy. Asach chacha. It's fake. It's bogus. But it's very attractive to the conditioned soul. And not only is it very attractive, it's very dangerous. Because the Chaitanya Charitamrita explains that one who hears this mind-body philosophy is doomed. Why is that? Because the natural inclination of the heart towards bhakti, to worship Krishna, is that faith is broken by this mind-body philosophy. So therefore it is dangerous. Devotees do not associate with my bodies. So even except to preach to them and not to take their association and not to hear their nonsense. Therefore, we had one fellow here, a uh, <clears throat> fellow from the Wonder Woman Sampradaya, with a jewel on his head like Wonder Woman. So he was bringing up in our discussion of Bhagavad Gita, he wanted to bring up this Mayavadi philosophy and contaminate the atmosphere, the pure atmosphere of Krishna consciousness that we maintain. But we could not tolerate or allow that rascal nonsense. And therefore he became very upset <laughs> because I cut him off. First word out of his mouth, it was clear what he was going for, then he trailed off as he was speaking his Mayavadi nonsense was quite clear. But such persons, they can come here and get purified. Hear the holy name, although he went outside during the kirtan. Um, and take prasadam, yes, very good. Uh, hear the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, very nice. Spout your Mayavadi philosophy, no. We do not tolerate that. And it was the mission of many of the Vaishnavacharyas to smash this Mayavadi philosophy. Who knows who some of the great Vaishnavacharyas who are smashing Mayavadi philosophy are? Who knows the names? Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Bhakti Prabhupada. Very good. Ramanuja Acharya and Madhvacharya, who came after Shankaracharya. Shankaracharya appeared in around 800 or so, 700 something AD. And then after him came uh, Ramanuja Acharya, 100 something years later, and then a little bit after that, Madhvacharya. So they, they were very intent on counteracting this bogus propaganda of Shankaracharya, which, uh, because it's a false philosophy and it's offensive to the Lord. So one does not want to become an offender. Pashandi, uh, which means both offender and atheist. So one who is an atheist is an offender to the Lord by denying his existence. There is no God. It was like this American atheist society founded by, who was it? Some woman named Madeline Murray. Madeline Murray from Austin, Texas. Yeah. <clears throat> 
So they have a bumper sticker in Austin that says, Keep Austin Weird. Because it was a famous city of the counterculture back in the 70s. Uh, but they don't want to just keep it weird. They want to keep it offensive. <laughs> keep Austin offensive. Be an atheist. So these things are going on, but we have to be properly trained in the philosophy of Krishna consciousness so that when that nonsense philosophy is presented, we can immediately identify it and counteract it. That is part of our service to the Guru Parampara because the great Acharyas worked so hard to defeat Mayavad. And now gradually, even India, the place where the Mayavadi philosophy was spread so vigorously by Shankaracharya. After all, he's empowered, he's Lord Shiva. He's very empowered. Uh, is now being undercut and overtaken by a great flood of the current of bhakti. Uh, and that is due to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati and Srila Prabhupada, the Krishna consciousness movement specifically. It's becoming more and more prominent uh, in India and influencing people more and more including even the Prime Minister, Narendra Modi, who is always making nice proclamations about ISKCON's preaching and good work in India. So in his heart, he's also Bhakta. He does not say, like one previous Prime Minister or President of India who said, it is not to Krishna that one must surrender, but to the unborn within. My body, nail him immediately. Uh, although in the beginning of his preaching in New York City, Prabhupada did use Radha Krishna's Gita. He said the translations were okay, but the commentary is not. So someone may say, oh yes, I love Krishna, bhakti, this and that, but if you listen very carefully, then the real heart of that Mayavadi atheism is revealed if you are paying attention. So we have to learn how to pay attention and be on top of the situation so that we don't become fooled. We don't get fooled again. So that is a little preface. We can see how this desire for sense gratification and the atheism are intimately related. Because this desire, sex desire specifically, the desire to enjoy the senses, to enjoy the material world, is actually a um, perversion of our original desire, which is to love Krishna. They are related. It's not a separate thing. But it's a transformation of that original beautiful love for Krishna, which lies at the very heart of our existence as the living entity, as the Jivatma. Um, so um, the pure Jivas in the spiritual world, they all love Krishna. The uh, messed up Jivas in the material world, they all want to enjoy their senses. So it's no mistake, it's no accident how one is related to the other. Because that uh, exchange of love of Krishna and the living entities, that's called the Adi Ras, the Madhurya Ras, the exchange of love between Krishna and his devotees. So that is what happens under the influence of the spiritual energy. And what happens under the influence of the material energy? Just the opposite. No, I don't love God. I, well, I love to try to be God myself by enjoying this material world. So there's a lot of subtle implications of this understanding. And uh, to become um, well-versed and properly situated in Krishna consciousness means to thoroughly understand this subject matter. At least one can understand for oneself. And then one can also communicate to others. Uh, because all the conditioned souls are uh, troubled uh, by this desire to enjoy, which is 
as your parents may have wanted to warn you, ain't nothing but trouble, son. <laughs> so. We'll begin with 5th Canto, chapter 5, verse 1, where Lord Rishabdev is instructing his 100 sons. Who knows who the sons of Rishabdev are? Well, 100. <laughs> the first one is Bharat. The first one is Bharat Maharaj. Then the next nine are called the Navayogendras, great saintly persons, who give their instructions in the 11th canto. As a matter of fact, in the 11th canto, chapter 5, text 32, it is said, uh, Krishna Varnam Trisha Krishnam Sangopangasta Parshadam Yagyai Sankirtanatra Yagya Janti Hisumeda Saha. Which Yagendra speaks that verse? Is it Havi? I think it's Might be Karabhajana Muni. So those nine sons, the Nava Yogendras, their sons number two through nine of Maharaja Shabdev. And number one son is uh, Maharaj Bhartha, who we hear more about uh, in the Bhagavatam, about his journey from the life of a king to the life of a deer, to the life of an avadut, uh, and his adventures and pastimes, which are very fascinating. It's Karabhajana Muni. Yeah. yeah, thank you. So there are many famous verses in that section of the Bhagavatam of which that verse that predicts the advent of Lord Chaitanya, Krishna Varnam Twisha Krishnam Sangopangasta Parshadam, that the Lord comes in this age, um, but he's not blackish. He's Krishna, but he's not blackish. But he's always repeating the names of Krishna. And he comes with his confidential associates and his weapons and his ornaments. And Therefore, Yagyai Sankirtanaprayer, those who are sufficiently intelligent, they take to the Sankirtan movement of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in order to worship him in this age. And thus they go back to Godhead very easily. That's what the verse talks about. So, Lord Rishabdev, very uh, penetrating instructions. We'll read a few of those verses, and then we'll see if anyone wants to ask anything or discuss about that. Text one in the fifth chapter, fifth canto. Vishabhu vacha nayam deho deha bhajam niloke kastan kamanar hativid bhujam ye tapo divyam putaka ye nisadvam sudyadyasmad brahma saukyam tonantam so Lord Rishabdev says, Rishabha Uvacha, Nayam Deho Deha Bajam Niloke. In this world, um, everyone is accepting a material body, but um, one who has this human body, Kastan Kaman Arhate Vidbhujamye, should not work hard for sense gratification. Like what? Dogs and hogs. One devotee I know was doing Sankirtan in Atlanta back in the 1970s. And so the, the football game was the Georgia Bulldogs versus the Arkansas Razorbacks. So their line was, as they were distributing, are you a dog or a hog? <laughs> people, I'm a dog. I'm a hog. So... It's funny how Bhagavatam comes to life when one goes out on Sankirtan. <laughs> are you a dog or are you a hog? Of course, there's, we don't have a football team that are called the camels or the asses. But uh, they're included also, dogs, hogs, camels, and asses. Bhagavatam, there's a famous verse in the Bhagavatam. It says that men who are like dogs... Hogs, camels, and asses never listen to the topics of the personality of God. Vidbhujam refers to the hogs. Vidbhujam means stool eater. 
The hogs are noted for their enthusiasm to eat stool. We don't see it so much in this country because the hogs are not in the street like they are in some places in India. I don't know, I haven't been in a long time. Formerly, you would see the hogs in Vrindavan. And even sometimes there's an outdoor latrine. And so one is squatting over the outdoor latrine and the hogs come along and push you out of the way while you're evacuating so that they can enjoy the results. That is enthusiasm. They do not politely wait for you to finish. They really just knock you out of the way because they're very much enthusiastic. Just like devotees are enthusiastic to take the halava and the sweet rice. So one should not be like a, a hog which is enthusiastic to eat nasty things. One should be enthusiastic to serve Krishna and take Krishna prasadam. That is all right. But it is a different quality. It is not the same. So Lord Rishabhadeva is saying that a human being who's simply interested in sense gratification is like a dog or a hog. He's just simply working hard, trying to enjoy sense gratification. So what is the difference? One should not be like that. One should, an actual human being means one who is enthusiastic not to enjoy his senses, but to advance spiritually and engage in the beautiful activities and the wonderful activities of devotional service. And how do you do that? Tapo divyam putraka yinasatvam. Putraka means my dear sons. Lord Rishabhadeva is speaking to all 100 sons. <clears throat> but the first 10 are really closely paying attention because they become great devotees. Um, <clears throat> One should engage in penance and austerity. Tapo divyam putraka yinasatvam. To attain the divine position of devotional service. So it's not simply that by engaging in penance and austerity that one can attain that position. One requires the mercy of a pure devotee, of a spiritual master. But still, having understood the process of devotional service from one spiritual master, one should engage, rather than simply in sense gratification, in the uh, austerities and penances of the Krishna conscious lifestyle. which means rising early, chanting the holy name on one's beads, um, hearing Bhagavatam, engaging in kirtan, taking prasadam, and performing devotional service uh, as one's daily life activity. So that's what Lord Rishabhadeva is telling us. He says, because uh, by such activity one's heart is purified so that's good because through purification of the heart the covering of the material energy is pulled away and the uh, spiritual energy which one takes shelter in one takes shelter in the spiritual energy, um, one attains his position, he attains eternal blissful life. But not otherwise. Uh, and that eternal blissful life, a Brahma Sokyam Tonantam, one experiences Brahma Sokya, which means spiritual happiness, which is transcendental to material happiness. Because material happiness is. It comes, it goes. I may, I may be rich one day and poor the next. That's the material world. Sukha dukkha. Some little happiness is coming, and then some big unhappiness is coming. The happiness is always a little bit, and the unhappiness is always a lot. That's the uh, algebra of material happiness. And um, you cannot change that equation. 
by your desire to enjoy material happiness. Although we try, we think yes. There's a very nice uh, section in the seventh canto of the Bhagavatam uh, where it's explained by Prahlad Maharaj that you, you have a certain quota of happiness and misery that is already programmed into your life. It has been programmed into your life before you're even born because you have earned it uh, through your activities in your previous life. So there's a certain uh, situation or a certain setup that you're born into. You're going to get a certain amount of happiness by your destiny, by your previous activities. You're also going to get a certain amount of suffering according to your previous activities. <clears throat> and also because the nature of the material world is there's so much suffering anyway. So that's guaranteed. So, you cannot increase the amount of happiness you're going to experience by going for it, by trying to get it, by desiring it, by meditating on it, by engaging in different activities. You cannot increase that quota of happiness that you have been assigned for this life. However, you actually can increase the amount of distress. Again, it's a negatively loaded equation. Like they say in the casinos, the deck is stacked against you. You think you're going to win, but actually you can't win. Unless you are the best of the best professional gambler. Um, the deck is stacked against you. You can't win. What do they say in common parlance? No good deed goes unpunished. So by desiring to increase your happiness, what is the result of that activity? You actually increase the distress. So we are not negative philosophically, but we are realistic in that we understand what is the nature of the material existence and what is the ontological position of the living being and how he is caught up in the clutches of the cycle of birth and death, and how come he suffers, even though he doesn't want to. So you get a certain quote of happiness, and you can't get more than that. But if you really try, you can get more distress, like becoming further entangled in sinful activities. Because usually when people think in terms of increasing their happiness, there is some inauspicious sinful activity they perform with the expectation of increasing their happiness, but it doesn't work. So someone who thinks, I only have so much money, let me go rob a bank to get more money. Yeah, but what happens when you rob the bank? Oh, so many things can go wrong, and then you get caught and prosecuted, and so you're suffering more. And even if you think you're getting away with something, actually the laws of karma, they don't let you get away with it. You may think, I'm getting away with it now, but later on, you have to pay. So that's the way the material world is. You can't change it. It's more powerful than your desire to not suffer <laughs> and to enjoy sense gratification. So in the next verse, Lord Rishabdev continues this philosophical line. Um, so how do you how do you get up on the path of, of self-realization? Mahatsevam dwarmahurvimuktes. Dwar means doorway. Dwarmahurvimuktes, the path of liberation, the doorway to real happiness, is only open by mahatsevam, rendering service to devotees. Mahatma, like we said earlier, mahatmanastimam partam daivimprakachamashritaha, those who are already situated in the spiritual energy. Daivim prakritim. Prakritim means the energy or nature. Daiva means transcendental or spiritual. Daivim prakritim ashritaha. Those who have taken full shelter in Krishna consciousness. So one should render service to the Mahatmas. And what is the uh, opposite of that? Mahatsevam dwara mahurvimuktas. Tamodwaram Yoshi Tasamisangam. Tamodwaram, the path to hell. 
is wide open uh, for those who are interested in sex life and sense gratification. There it is. And what is the quality of the Mahatmas? They are very peaceful. Mahatastei shama chitta prashanta. Prashanta means very peaceful. Samachitta, their consciousness is fixed up. Uh, they see everyone equally. They are devoid of anger. Vimanyava, um, one must distribute Krishna consciousness to persons who are hostile without becoming angry at them. They do not behave in any abominable way. Sadhava, pure devotees. Such people are known as Mahatmas. So a couple of verses later, he goes on to further explain the plight of the conditioned soul. Nunam pramata kurutei karma. Nunam means, indeed, pramataha. One becomes mad, like insanely. This program of pursuing sense gratification, it makes one a madman. A madman is somebody who doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't know what's real, what's unreal, what he's supposed to do, what he's not supposed to do, what gives a good result, what gives a bad result. He's just mad. He's lost in the madness. Nunam pramate kurute vikarma. One who performs vikarma. Vikarma means forbidden activities, sinful activities. So devotees always talk about the karmis. But actually a karmi is someone who's performing pious activities for elevation, performing sacrifices, uh, so most people are not actually karmis. They're v-karmis. Uh, because there's no good karma. It's mostly sinful activities for sense gratification. So this is not recommended. Pramata kurutevi karma. One performs sinful activities forbidden. Yet India Prita Apranoti. When one engages in sense gratification in this way, then he's Brahmata. He's mad. He's like a madman. He does not know that due to his past misdeeds, he has already received a body which, although temporary, is the cause of his misery. So this is the cause of our misery. We're in this material body. The cause is already there. The thing to do is to get free. Therefore, Shambhi says, Nasadu manye yata atmanu yam. Nasadu manye means, I don't think it befitting an intelligent person to again involve himself in the activities of sense gratification, having once heard and understand this philosophy, uh, by which we perpetually get material bodies one after another. Because this vikarma just leads us into this perpetual cycle of birth and death, taking another birth, going through the whole thing again, and taking another birth, going through the whole thing again, and never learning. There's no value in that. Nasadu manye. It is not befitting an intelligent person to do this. It is befitting an intelligent person to take shelter of the Sankirtan movement. And then the very next verse after that, jato. Uh, as long as one does not inquire about the spiritual values of life, one is defeated uh, and subject to miseries arising from ignorance. Being sinful or pious, karma has actions and reactions. If a person is engaged in karma, karmat become yena, sharira bandha, then his mind is impure. It's called karmatmaka. Karmatmakam yena, sharida bandha. Then sharida bandha, he has to accept another material body. There is more. Anyone cares to pursue this opening section of the fifth chapter of the fifth canto? Very enlightening and enlightening. Actually, the fifth canto was the first 
in-depth reading I did in Krishna consciousness. I was fortunate to receive a fifth canto, part two, description of the hellish planets, <clears throat> which one would ordinarily think is not the kind of introduction to Krishna consciousness you like to give someone. But of course, I was fascinated and intrigued in understanding this cycle of suffering and karma and the specific punishments that a white one does different types of sinful activities, going on the planets of the Rurus and one's flesh is ripped from one's body and one is forced to embrace a iron form of the opposite sex ah, and it's red hot iron form. <laughs> it's a kind of a, a, a you know, it's just uh, what's the word? A, night, a nightmare of epic proportions of torturing and sufferings, having one's flesh ripped from one's body by the rurus or these hounds of hell, and one is torn apart by thorns and thrown from a cliff and then repeatedly thrown again and again and dashed against the rocks. And so I read that as my introduction to the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. Like, Man, this is cool. I like this. <laughs> Krishna gives everyone what they want and what they need. That's a great consumer of science fiction previously. So <clears throat> I was like, wow, this is like science fiction, only this is real. <laughs> How cool is that? Maybe I should stop performing my sinful activities very quickly here, wrap up this business. All right, so questions, comments? Discussion. Realizations about the truth of Lord Rishabhadeva's teachings. Yes. Are there any improvements in life other than what is already determined? Yes. When one takes the Krishna consciousness, Brahma Sokyam Tonantam, one can experience happiness that's transcendental to material happiness and distress. One is fortunate to be elevated beyond the material platform to the spiritual platform. Then one tastes unlimited Brahma Saukyam, spiritual happiness, Tonantam, which doesn't come to an end. And then one becomes free from all the material miseries. It's actually Krishna consciousness is the solution to our problems, to all of our problems. It's the answer. Bhagavatam is the answer to all questions. Why am I suffering like this? Sanatana Goswami asked Lord Chaitanya. He says, who am I? And why am I being beat down by the material energy and suffering the threefold miseries? Of course, he knew the answer because he was an intelligent student of Lord Chaitanya. But for the sake of the rest of us, Lord Chaitanya instructed him that the real business of the living entity is to engage in Krishna consciousness. And that is the real identity. That's who you really are, is Krishnara Nityadas. Nityadas means eternal servant, Krishnara, of Krishna. That's who we really are. So when we awaken to Krishna consciousness by hearing and chanting and associating with devotees, then Krishna can make it all go away. Make it all go away. There was one famous uh, musician named Brian Wilson, founder of the Beach Boys. He suffered a lot from different mental illnesses. And he just wanted to, he just wanted the material energy, just turn it down. It's too loud. It's drowning me. Make it go away. There was one country and western song like that, about a, about a guy who lost his love or whatever the, the difficulties of life. And the title, the title of the song in the main line was, Make the world go away. So, because he's suffering so much. And some people think, oh, I'm going to make it all go away. They kill themselves. They think, oh, that'll stop the suffering. But no, one goes on to suffer just in a different way, in a different place, in a different circumstance. But it doesn't, that's not the solution. Yes. 
little earlier we were talking about uh, Sankaracharya, Mayavada philosophy and Buddhism, both were atheistic. And Srila Prabhupada said that Buddhists are better than Mayavadis. Because they're honest. Because they're honest. They come right out and say there's no God. And they are taking shelter of Vedas and forgetting this atheism. They're more dangerous offenders. Yeah, the Mayavadis, because they're pretending that they're within the context of the Vedic culture, but then they're sneaky. They're really preaching atheism. So it's sneaky, tricky, and dirty. One young Mayavada philosopher, I mean, Nityananda, have you heard it about him? He is based in America. Paramahamsa. Yeah, Nityananda Paramahamsa. He says, you are not slave of God, you are not servant of God, you are not, uh, you are God yourself. You yourself is God. This is his big thing. A lot of uh, young American Few days back, one for his disciples here on Sunday feast with red children in the forehead, he would come and meditate in by the pond. Who's the guru? Nityananda, very young, Bar South India. Paramahamsa Nityananda. I thought he was exposed as He was exposed yeah, he in his back. His back? Wow. Just like the Christian preacher, you get caught with the prostitutes. He's the biggest Mayavadi. So yeah, we're saying that you know, we are the dog of God, the servant of God, and if someone is claiming that you're God, then they're actually the dog, not of God. They're just the dog. Oof, oof, period. At least our dog probably takes prashad. Alright, anything else? Okay. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai.